welcome to Fred Wings Podcast, where Smashville and Hockey Town collide. And now your hosts, Brett and Ron White and D-Law, Dan Lawless. Well, hello, Rhett and Ron, and welcome to another episode. And tonight, howdy. Tonight we have a special guest host. Uh, yeah, introduce him. So we have well, we have Brian Zinkovich here, um, for, diehard Sabers fan. You know, we thought we'd bring him in since we had a Predators Sabers game, um, and you know, there's a lot of stuff going out with Buffalo here, and we wanted to invite him to just talk a little bit about the Sabers and. Um, you also are pretty active on Twitch, correct, Brian? That is correct. All right. What What's your uh, username? What do you guys do? What do you play? So my username is Zryan's Gaming Hideout. That's Z Ryan with an S. Gaming Hideout. Um, the games I play: uh, Hell Let Loose. It's a World War II fighting game. Into the Flames, which is a firefighting simulation game. American Truck Simulator, which is just driving semi-trucks throughout the United States. Farming Simulator 22, which is just what it says, farming. And Madden 22, which obviously is football. Very cool. And you play all that live, so everybody can just hop on the site and see exactly yeah, whenever, what you're doing. Whenever I sign on and stream... If you subscribe to my channel, it'll pop up. On, it should pop up on your phone that I'm live. And then you can click in, you can chat with me, and you can watch me play the games that I'm playing. Yeah, definitely check them out. You know, I've I've hopped in a few times, and uh, the games are pretty intense. You know, looking at that that Hell Let Loose, um, that's actually a pretty neat simulation, where, you know, you can have like people. I'm guessing across the world, right? That you can yeah, play with, yeah. I typically yeah. play with local people, but yeah, you you play against anybody across the world. There's different servers right. for different countries. Very cool. So yeah, anybody out there who uh, big into gaming, check them out. He's got a great channel, and uh, maybe you can join or chat with them. I would appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. All right, switching over to, so, to hockey. So that, that, where are you? Yeah, that's pretty interesting. Well, uh, I don't want to be in Monday morning, heading back to work, stuck in traffic, going slow, nothing on the radio. I don't want to be another chore to check up on your list. Things you got to do and places that you got to go. Yes, it Friday is Friday night, night. recording night. But before we get into everything, I, I just want to uh, go off. I know you've been on Jack Edwards. So last oh, he's an idiot. Episodes. He's a complete well, idiot. I want to have my own little rant about him. Uh, oh, here, other, here we go. Don't get all know, fired up. You might pop uh, a blood vessel. I, I promise I'll keep it short. But the other night I was, I was watching the Boston feed. Um, I don't remember who they were playing. Was it Detroit? Was it the Detroit game? No, it wasn't. It was a game before them. And I, I mean, he didn't really say anything like bad, you know, but 
I it was really hard to hear him. He I, does he have a disease or something? Because he he pauses. He literally pauses after every <laughs> His word. Disease is being an idiot. It's like every it's word. Simple. He'll he'll he he's doing a play by play and he'll say a word and he'll pause. He'll pause. I'm like, it's just really hard to listen to him. <laughs> so get I, I don't know. I just. Uh, He's just, I, I just couldn't stand listening to him. And I was going to try to listen to him, the Boston Feed, when they played uh, uh, Detroit, but I, I couldn't do that. that you couldn't stomach 20. it. You had to go with, I, uh, yeah, uh, I, think so that, I, I think that was Ozzy, I yeah, believe. Yeah, because I mean, Jack Edwards is just a, a moron. So, <laughs> he is a moron. And, yeah. And um, so let's uh, – Get right into the recaps as we got a jam packed hey, show do, tonight. Do, do we have to? Like, like, do I actually no. have to talk about the last few games? Well, actually, the last yeah. couple of games were actually good for Detroit. But let's start with Ottawa. You know, they they dropped a you know two games back to back, both a five two loss. One at one at home, uh, one you know on the road. Just embarrassing. Each night they gave up. Hat tricks. The first night, Matthew Joseph gets his first career hat trick. Um, then you have Josh Norris, you know, the second night getting his hat trick. And it's just been an ongoing issue with Detroit. So, you know, some pretty, pretty terrible um, performances. And, you know, the team has really been feeling it. You know, guys don't want to play there right now. It's, it's, there's a lot going on. But yeah, both games, five to two, you know, there's, there's not really much. Yeah. Um, highlight to really have. I mean, Lucas Raymond, you know, he's he's continuing his streak. He put up two goals. He put up the only two goals in um, the first Ottawa game. And then uh, Michael Rasmussen, who's coming on really strong here lately. I think he's a huge part. He had some first-time line, line experience in the last game, which I'll get to. Um, and then the captain came through. Dylan Larkin, D-Boss, came through, had a uh, – you know, a nice goal, but unfortunately they, they fell to a five to two loss and they just, they, they came out flat. So. And we have a Larkin soundbite speaking of Larkin after the second Ottawa game. Uh, did you want me to? Yeah, go for it. Let's, let's hear it. Yeah. The guys are frustrated. I mean, it hasn't gone the way any of us wanted to go since even before the trade down. We've had the hardest schedule, but we, we just, it's frustrating as as it can be, and and we we were the closest we've been in in a couple of years, and we're playing well. We, we play well at home, and and then we've just really fallen off, and and it is frustrating. And we got to get something here positive to to end the season on. We can't go into the summer like this, and and then next year, and uh, we we got to find a way to get something positive. It's something that we're a young team. We got to remember how close we were and what those games were like when when we're six, you know, four four to six, eight points out of the playoffs. We got to we got to find a way to, uh, to string together wins and and you know hopefully we can take a learning lesson out of that. Well, I've said it, I've said it. Everyone in our locker room is playing for something and and there's there's roles on the team next year. There's there's uh, contracts. You know, you're playing for a lot here and. and uh, if that's not enough, you got to play for the love of the game and come out and, and enjoy it. Enjoy the grind of it and enjoy being in a one-goal game and 
and playing the right way. And, and we just, you know, I, I look around and I, I don't see a lot of joy. I don't see a lot of guys having fun. And, and uh, you know, we need to change that and, and, and enjoy playing hockey. You, you know what I heard there? I, I heard a lot of he's deflecting and not in a bad way. I'm not blaming Larkin, but you, you go up to the podium after every single game and you have the exact same message. I mean, it, it, you just run out of things to say at this point. Um, one thing that really stood out to me is that the young guys aren't having fun. That is a major issue because that is what we are banking, you know, the future of our team on. That's what we're banking to take us to the playoffs and eventually the Stanley Cup are those young guys. And if if they're not having fun, they're going to look somewhere else to play. I mean, there's there's no two ways about it. So if, if things don't turn around, and, and I know there's really no purpose in firing Blashill yet, but they need somebody immediately to change the dynamic of the locker room going into the summer not waiting until after the season, you know, because guys are starting to check out now. Now's the time to, to make the change. That's just my opinion. Um, yeah. Know, I and, could be off with that. And somebody has to – Larkin sounded more – you know, he's the captain. He sounded more like the coach because, I mean, Blashell, basically he didn't, doesn't sound like a coach in this in this soundbite here. It's not as long as the Larkin one. I'm going to play it right now. It's just it's – just, I want your thoughts on this. Yeah, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Well, we, well, we ended up losing. Um, I thought, uh, you know, I thought there was moments of good, moments of not good. I didn't think we were good enough. You know, they play a real pressure style and a real uh, stretch game. And so in those types of games, you're going to end up giving up some chances. Uh, and you're going to end up getting some some big time chances. And I thought we we did both, and we didn't capitalize enough on our big time chances. And, and ultimately, you know, they scored one more than us really uh, until the empty netters. Um, actually, they scored the same amount, but we didn't count one of them. Yeah, see, he's just he he's on a wing in a prayer right now. He's trying to highlight every uh, positive spot on the ice, but there has been nothing positive on the ice. I mean, there was two goals in each one of those games. So we were, were outscored by a total of six goals in two games back-to-back -back against the exact same team. Now, that tells me that you just don't prepare the team. You just don't have them ready. I mean, how do you get blown out in two consecutive games against the exact same against the same team? Like, that just should never happen, ever. So, yeah, I'm not I'm, – I'm over him. Um <laughs> It's it's time to to make a change, and I can't believe it's that last comment. Um, we didn't count it. Um, you might not have counted it, but it counted on the scoreboard. Yeah, of of <laughs> course, of course. That's just that's again him him praying that something is going to happen. But moving into the last couple of games, um, I think Detroit really turned it around. I I think they really, you know, grit their teeth and sunk in like. It, if you watch the Boston game, they, they played with a little more fury. Um, you know, Larkin scored a goal, Rasmussen, Rasmussen continuing his streak. Um, you know, Zadina and Verana, um, Mantha who? But all these, 
all these guys are stepping up. Like these are third, you know, second and third line guys who are now stepping up and contributing on this team. And, and Rasmussen, he's worked his way up from the third line all the way to the first line, and he fit in just fine. He's going to be a power forward. I think he's actually going to be better than Mantha was. Uh, so I think he's, I mean, he's a big, big boy. Um, but yeah, I just think that, that it's going to be, I, I think our future is very bright, but it's just a matter of getting that change of, of pace behind the bench. Um, but also in this game, I felt that they were more prepared. I felt that they came out. I think they had more of a mission and, you know, a lot of that stems from the captain, you know, he's take he's wearing this on his sleeve. He's taking it on the chin game after game. Like I said, in front of these news audiences and, and, and the fans and social media. So it wears on him. But, you know, I, I think he really, you know, dug down and he got the, you know, I'm not saying Blashill didn't contribute to this, but I, I see Larkin as one of those guys in the locker room and even a Mark Stahl, these, these seasoned vets that come in, that's their role is to really get in there and get these guys going. Um, so they just need to, they need to keep fighting. I don't, I don't want to fight for a, pl- um, a playoff spot necessarily. Cause we're not, we're not there. I mean, we're going to be eliminated in a matter of days. So don't fight for the playoff spot. Don't tank. Just, you got to finish the season strong. And, you know, they, they went into to Winnipeg the night after Boston playing back to back and they played a great game. You know, Grice actually played very well in net. Um, you know, he, he faced a ton of shots, but, you know, he, he stayed in there. He made the big saves when they needed to. That's something he hasn't been able to do at all, all season. So it was nice to see him step up and actually, you know, win a game. Like, he stole the game for the Red Wings, and it's nice to be able to have a backup that can do that. Just wish he could do it on a more consistent level. Um, but Sam Gagne, back-to-back goals. Um you know, in Boston and in Winnipeg. Um, that was his uh, 500th point, I believe it was. So Larkin grabbed the game puck and hooked him up with that. Rasmussen had another, uh, you know, another goal. Um, you know, he just, he was playing on the first line. And he happened to get caught out there because he, he was able to shift early and he ended up netting the goal and um, played well. And then you had Sam Gagne getting the empty netter at the end of the game and, you know, it really sealed sealed the last two games like I'm hoping they can carry this momentum on to the next set of games but you know we'll see so with the Red Wings recaps over now let's turn it over uh, to well, you two you, you missed the Wings game what do you mean the Wings game I, I mean the Jets the, the Jets the Jets I just the Wings I just game. that was the Jets game I just oh I thought you were still talking about the empty net or uh... no no that was against the Jets but they won yeah, three. I... But they won three two against the Jets. They did. The three. The third goal was an empty netter. It was by Sam Gagne. They were, well, why would Winnipeg pull their goalie? Tied at two. Were... No, they. It wasn't tied at two. It was a three to one final. I thought it was three they, to two. They only scored one one goal. All right, we'll move on. We'll move on to Buffalo. Well, uh, anyway, before that, uh, you missed it. Uh, it was uh, Maurice Sider's twenty uh, first birthday. Uh, oh, we got to give a six. shout out to Mo. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. 
he's uh, legal so happy. Age. Go ahead. He's legal age now. He is. We got to give a shout out to. They call him Apple Cider because of all the assists he gets. So we've got, you know, Apple Cider turns twenty one. So, congrats, big fella, on another year aged, and we can't wait to have your your wisdom and Lindstrom esque ways in Detroit for a very long time. So happy birthday, big guy. So moving on to the uh, Predators. Uh, the exciting well, part of the show right here. Yeah. The first game, uh, I don't have much. It, they, to say the Predators went into Buffalo, and they I don't think they even showed up. I don't think they got off the plane because they just they, – they, they were very lackluster performance. I I don't have much to add. I I mean maybe Brian can see. Add I want to. I'm going to let him. We'll let him jump in really quick and just well not really quick, but we'll let him jump in a second. I want to say something really quick, and I think the Predators have been a, a good team down the stretch. They've had some some games they probably should have played better in, um, but you know I, I think Buffalo is is clicking here at the end of the season. So I don't yeah. think that's, I don't think that's a terrible loss D law for them um, as much as it hurts in the point well, column. But, but I, I think Buffalo is really putting it together. Brian, let's let Brian give yeah, it but the, side the, here. The, but the Predators all season long seem to, uh, they, they lose to the bad teams, uh, but, and, and, but they, and they beat the good teams. So it's like you, you have to beat the, the below 500 teams. If you want to uh, do the, you know, compete for a division, but That's yeah, true. let's uh, let's hear his take on the game. Yeah, I would agree with you, Ron. Um, for the Sabers Predators game, in the first period alone, it felt like the Sabers had the puck the entire period. Besides the three period or three goals they allowed, the puck seemed to be in the Predators' end, and the Sabers were really attacking. Um, and like you were saying, this team is really clicking now and they're beating some good teams and staying in games late, like tonight as yeah, well. Tonight was but, a great uh, game. Just lost it at the end, but. But that happens. I mean, they're a younger team as well. Like, I don't see Buffalo as, you know, like a Washington Capitals that, you know, or a Toronto Maple Leafs where your top two lines or even Boston, some of these big teams, you know, you've got guys that have been in the league for 10, 12 years. So I, I think, I think Buffalo's got, you know, I think they're headed down a, a good path. Finally. I mean, tonight, you know, they, they got out to an early lead against um, Florida, you know, and Florida is one of the favorites to win the cup this year. And they only ended up losing by a goal. And that's just, you know, not being able to finish and they're yeah. a young team. They'll, they'll, they'll get there. Yeah, they just can't finish their games. They seem to go up three three or four goals, and then they lose it. That's happened yeah. several times, twice to the Florida team. Yeah, and I, it sounds kind of like the Wings, too. I think it was because of a young team. I think they need to learn how to close games out. Yeah, and that's 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 true, and you got to get some the right veterans in there. Um, but, I, but you know, I, I like where all three of these teams that we're talking about are. I think Detroit's in a slide, but I think they've got young talent coming up the ranks. Um, you know, Buffalo, I, I think they've got a lot of young talent as well, and they're an organization that's finally turning turning the ship, hopefully. And a lot of people thought Eichel, getting rid of Eichel was going to be, you know, the, the it was like they were giving away their firstborn child. 
And in, in all honesty, I, I don't think they're doing that much better without him. And they've got more cap. They've got more freedom. They got the cancer cut out of the locker room. Like, I, I think that was actually a, a good move on their part. And what, now, Brian, I don't know if you know, but what did they get for Eichel in that trade? So they had they got um, Peyton Krebs. He started right. the season, started the Sabres career part in the Amherst for 20 games. But now he's on the Sabres playing. He's playing really well. They got uh, Alex Tuck, who is a New York native. Mm-hmm. Grew up a Sabres fan. They got, I believe, a first round this year, which is protected, top 10 protected. And a second round this year, next year, maybe. So they, I, I think they did very well in that trade. They, because you've they got, won that trade for sure. Ab- absolutely. Like I said, you cut the cancer out. You've got, you know, two guys that came into the, the onto Buffalo. And what I loved is when Eichel made his return to Buffalo, they, uh, I was there. They both, they both scored. So, I mean, it's just, it's kind of a big slap in the face to Eichel that, Hey, with or without you, we're the same caliber team, but we got more picks. We're going to grow our youth. So in five to 10 years, you know, we're going to be that team. That's the Tampa Bay. We're going to keep, you know, if they can keep, finding those diamonds in the rough in the draft. Um, I, I do. I think Buffalo is, is I, I think they're turning the ship. Yeah. I was at that game and that game was unbelievable. Um, they, it was, when, it was a low as a fans have been. <laughs> according well, to Michael. Correct. Because that's <laughs> the most fans have been in like 10 years because nobody wanted to come out and see him play. Yeah, but, I, I love the opposition that he met. Yeah, yeah. Don't get me started on Michael. <laughs> we can go. So, we can chase that rabbit hole for a while. So this uh, this trade was Alex Tuck, Peyton Krebs, twenty twenty two first round pick conditional, twenty twenty three second round conditional. Uh, the second condition is if Vegas first round pick in the twenty twenty two draft is a top ten pick. Vegas will transfer their 2024 second round pick. So they get a first and a second, no matter what, just depends on the year. Yeah. And that's, that's okay. And a key to that, I mean, they, they, they want, even if they don't win it on the ice, they won that in with the, the, the salary, with a, you know, with the salary cap, because it really, it, it put Vegas in a really hard trouble. And Buffalo is, sitting pretty with their cap so they can go out and get some high high level elite players in the offseason. Yeah, Buffalo or Vegas is real in a lot of trouble right now with their cap. Yeah, For I don't sure. know what they're going to do. So, I mean, they get they so got to drop what like 9 9 million or something like that, 11 million. So much trouble that Mark Stone is supposedly skating but they don't have room for him to come back. But we'll get into that later. <laughs> um anything more to add to this to the Pred Sabres game? Um, then the whole night I had tickets, but I couldn't go cause of work the whole night though I watched it. The RJ tribute was incredible. Um, and we'll have our own tribute later in the series later in the show. So stay tuned. Yeah. I, uh, not afraid to admit I was crying most of the game because it was a very emotional night for, I mean, I grew up listening to him for the past 35 years, so. Yep, definitely, definitely one of the iconic voices 
in the in the game of NHL. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to go over our tribute. Yeah. Uh, so um, <clears throat> moving on, uh, so we can get to that. Uh, then the, then the Predators went. Uh, that was their. Uh, they were in Buffalo, and then they uh, went home. Uh, to play the Wild, who they seem to have their number this year. They're 3-0 and against the Wild. And it didn't start out too well, but they came. They ended up getting a 6-2 to win. Uh, there was a lot of fights in the first period, as, as can expected with the between the Wild and the Predators, as always is. The Predators are goons. Um, no, it's just the Wild and the Predators always play rough. Um Berwitch, he had two fights in the first, one against Marcus Foligno. Uh He's a Buffalo native, and speaking on the Buffalo, and then uh, Delorier. He's and... also an ex-Saber. Yeah. Oh, wait, what? Okay, okay, well, that's, that's interesting. He must hate I Buffalo. Know. Yeah, <laughs> nah, I wouldn't go there. Um, but, um, and then uh, McC- McCarron uh, fought Middleton um, early in the second uh, Johansson had two power play goals in the first. Um, he uh, he eventually got his first hat trick. Uh, and, and he actually his hat trick actually came out of that goal. And I gotta say, he's got the same amount of hat tricks as I do. Except for my goal, all three of my Here goals. We, go. we always, I'll, 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 will always I'll, reference I'll, one of his games. You know, he's been playing the game for about 67 years. Yeah, okay, so okay. He's got a big memory bank to go on. So, um, <laughs> no, I haven't been playing that long. Um, but yeah, I he 55. he got, he, Joy, uh, Johansson got his first hat trick. Uh, he had an empty net goal. I scored all three of mine on a goal. So just, just a little side note there. Um, well, that's that's good. So, that you can score with a goal. So moving net. on, uh, they were uh, the Preds are twenty five percent on the power play in the season, and they lit up the Wild Pelico three for three on the power play in the first period. And that that really turned the game. Um, and there was uh, forty two combined penalty minutes uh, in the first period, uh, combined as far as Minnesota and and the Preds, <laughs> and. And uh, of course, they, and then they started the second period. Lazan, the new, new new acquire from Seattle, at the trade deadline, he uh, it wasn't really a fight though. He he but he uh, he swung a him down to the ice, one punch. Um, and the Preds had fifty one major penalties, which is most in the NHL. Uh, Dumba. Dumba, uh, I don't want to really call it a dirty hit, but he hit McCarron, got an interference penalty, and then the Preds scored right after that. But then the fans started coming alive in the third period, as 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 they're known uh, as they're known to be. And then, uh, but they took penalties again, and then turnovers, and then um, they they ended up pulling it off. Um, and, uh, I think that's a huge win for them. Yeah, I think that really sets the bar because I I have Minnesota going to the Stanley Cup this year, especially against the Wild. And 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 did you know that Edmonton and Nashville are the only teams with multiple players over thirty five goals? Hmm. 
So then they moved on to Ottawa, which we seem to have a recurring uh, theme this week with Ottawa and, and you know, Detroit had played them and now the Predators play them. Um, and interestingly enough, I, in my my uh, predictions, I, I didn't predict Buffalo because last week it was still going on. Actually, I knew the outcome, but I predicted that they would beat Minnesota and Ottawa, and they uh, they they won both of those games. So once again, at two and zero in my predictions. Um, how did I do on my? How did I do on my? You 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 predicted that they would lose to Ottawa, both games, and beat was beat Boston, and then lose to Winnipeg. Oh man, I was so so close. you were close three for four. But uh, so anyway, in the Ottawa game, uh, as you touched on maybe Burrowish, he hates the Sabers. Well, he is—he's an Ottawa native, and he played in Ottawa for nine seasons. And this was his first game uh, playing against Ottawa, which the Senators had a video tribute to him because he was—he apparently he was well liked in Ottawa. So um, you know, Ottawa and Buffalo has had some pretty intense uh games in their history so maybe maybe there is a little i don't know how many games he's played against buffalo but maybe you're maybe maybe you're right about not liking the buffalo players but uh here we go again two fights in the first period lazan and kachuk and kunin and castellick um but it's always a fight night yeah um then, goons, you know, I'm de- you. No, and then defensive breakdowns. Um, but uh, the Preds actually got a lead, one nothing lead in the early in the first period, and then Ottawa came back in the second uh, to take a two to one lead, thanks to defensive breakdowns and turnovers. They allowed Joseph cheap shot from the Tampa Bay days. <laughs> I don't know if he is on Ottawa. I really haven't seen his games enough. Uh, his, his goal was a breakaway goal. Um, it was actually a nice stretch pass, but it was still a breakaway and that usually leads to no defense, means no defense. Uh, but Yossi tied his, uh, or not tied, he tied the game with his, uh, record breaking, uh, uh, franchise, uh, point. He's lead. he's now leading on, in, uh, uh, predators and franchise points um but then uh Johansson scored his third power play goal in the last two games uh to, to give him the 3-2 win and that pretty much covers the preds recaps in this and in, in this this week yeah moving moving into um the news you know there's not a whole lot going on with detroit like i had mentioned before Struggles on the special teams just continues, giving up shorthanded goals, not capitalizing on the power plays, giving up, you know, power play goals. Um, you know, it's just it has not it has not been very good for Detroit, the special teams. I got problems, I got problems, I got problems. That's definitely one of their biggest problems. Um, you know, and then talking about, um, you know, the wings and who might be able to take over the bench next year. You know, a few of the candidates that I've heard, um, you know, through some different sources were, well, there's four. The two that I find the most viable, um, the one that I feel could really 
change and I, I or change the the dynamic and I think a lot of people overlook him is Igor Larionov. So um I, I just really think, you know, he there's quotes about Eiserman saying how he's the smartest guy he's ever played with. The man is one of the most richest people in Russia. And no, it's not from, you know, stealing credit cards or selling vodka. It's actually wine. He owns wine. Um, but he's just he's a brilliant person, both on and off the ice. I think he would be a really good um, coach because I think he sees the game much differently than other coaches might see it. I, I could be completely wrong with that. But I'm going to go with Igor Larionov. I think another um, possible candidate um, that I've heard is um, like Barry Trotz or not Barry Trotz. I take that back. Um, Rick Tockett, but I don't see him leaving his, his position with TNT. Oh, he, uh, he's got a maiden. <laughs> yeah. And I've heard Joel Quinville, um, but that that's going to bring a lot of, um, you know, I think that's just going to bring a lot of, negative energy to Detroit if they do that with all the allegations that went on in Chicago. I think he's a great coach. I think he'd be great for the wings, but for for the PR, I think he'd be a nightmare. Um, the other one, he's a hothead, is Torts. I've heard that he might be looking for a job, and the wings are looking for a coach that's going to bring energy and, and get these young kids up and going. So it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see, and it might not be any one of those um, people, but I just – that's that's who I'm kind of thinking could be options behind, you know, the Red Wings next year. So um, that's all I have for Detroit. You know, just got to get out of the power play struggles and, uh, you know, find the right person behind the bench to take the team to the new level. Somebody that's going to work with the young kids. Yeah, and uh, I just want to touch on uh, Tyler Ennis. Uh, he had his 700th game against the Wings on uh, April 3rd. You want to hear something about that, Ennis? Here's a he's, rant from me. He's a small player, so I mean, yeah, that, yeah. You see what happened to him? Games. You see what happened to him? Uh, what now? He he's done for the season. Hey, you're playing. In your That's right. You're playing in your seventh hundred seven hundredth game. I'm gonna break your collarbone. So much for the Iron Man. Yeah, Dude. actually, as long as we tie, I know it's a little bit uh, out of order, but speaking of Iron Man, how about uh, the the um, Keith Yandel? Yeah, he, the idiot coach. Took the words right out of your mouth. Yeah, the idiot coach. Uh, yeah, but I don't. Be- be- benched him. He's a You're moron. <laughs> See, I I, I got to disagree with you on this. I, it was I a healthy to. scratch. Yeah, I I understand, but. Guys, the Islanders, the, the Islanders aren't playing in for a playoff spot. I mean, well, they're not officially eliminated, but they pretty much are. So it's like you don't really got nothing to play for. So it's not like you really need to. So why not games. save them for next year? Well, why, why not give him a couple of days why, off? Why don't you keep his? Why don't you keep his streak going? Because he's probably going to end up retiring. I'm not sure how old he is, but he's getting up there in age. Yeah, I think he's got. I think he's got a few more years in him. I, I do. I think like even like a Nick Letty, like these guys just, you know, they've got more games in their in their tank. I mean, but you know, I I, I don't think the points. Who cares about the point streak? I mean, what what does that matter besides can't get out of bed? It wasn't a when point streak. It was an iron. It was or a iron man game played. streak. Yeah, game streak. So that means he's just going to be 
you know, crippled when he's trying to get out of bed because he had to play in 800 games consecutively. You know, it's just some things aren't worth it. Let let the guy get a maintenance day. Yeah, you know what? He got benched. Everyone was pissed off. But I, I, I read an article, and it makes sense, and I'm just going to break it down really quick. But there's there's that perception of these aging veterans who will actually still be valuable and an asset to certain teams in the league. You know, like Detroit could use – you know, a, a, a strong defensive, you know, older person, you know, somebody that's got that age and that wisdom of the game and to help teach these young kids because there's so much that goes on behind the scenes. So, you know, like playing back to back, getting used to traveling, like these kids are playing, you know, they travel a little bit, but now you're going across the country, you're, you're entering other countries, time zone differences on a regular basis. Like, this is this is new to a lot of these players. So to have a guy like a Yandel or even we had Nick Letty for a while who can come in, work on the dynamic of the team and then move on. Who cares if they don't play 800 straight games? The nice thing is now he's going to get some breaks. He's going to be some healthy scratches. He's still going to be in the lineup regularly, but taking these days off is going to give him a chance to recuperate, which is going to allow him to play better, meaning he's going to have a chance to play longer in the NHL. To whereas a lot of these guys, they just play him and play him and play him and play him and play him without any types of breaks or without any maintenance days. They don't get injured. And as they get older, their speed shows on a consistent basis. They're going to get blown away. So giving them that break, you know, could quite possibly extend his career a couple of years. Oh, don't get me started on these maintenance days. Oh, I know you hate them, but I, I, I don't. I mean, Brian, what, what do you think about maintenance days? So, get going into the playoffs. So you've got a, you're making a push, and you want to go deep into the playoffs. You've clinched a playoff spot. They're giving them maintenance days in November, though. Yeah, yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, why risk somebody getting injured? Like, if they have, but you got to also understand if somebody like pulls a muscle, just a slight pull. Yeah, they could probably play through it, but why? What what are they gaining? So now he goes out there and and blows a hamstring and he's out for 4 months. What what good is that going to do you? Like, we'll take Forsberg. He he gets a little he tweaks his muscle in practice, you know, he's got a sore growing and all of a sudden he goes out and plays that he goes, "Oh, yep, that's right, Mario man." But he goes out the next game and he blows his groin. Now he's out for for four months. So you can take those however many goals he has and throw them away because you refuse to give him a maintenance day. I didn't even say his name uh, in his recap. So, well, anyway. Um, uh, well, we asked, hold on, Brian, what do you think uh, about maintenance days? I asked him and I kind of took uh, over the mic on a rant there. So, I don't know. I think it depends on the player's age, how much they played how injury prone they are. Is there some players that you just know they're going to get hurt? And then yeah. some players have Iron Man streaks and then their coach punches them on the 999th game. You know, <laughs> That's like a Chris Chelio story, but I'll save that for another episode. Um, but you, you got to think though. I mean, like right now let's take, you know, who, who's already clinched. I know we'll probably go into this. So maybe I shouldn't jump the gun yet, but I'll use this as, as an example is you get a team Colorado. <laughs> okay. So you've got Colorado. Let's pretend Nathan McKinnon didn't break his hand. 
or whatever he did. So you get a guy like McKinnon. You've already clinched a playoff spot. You're going to go in to you're going to go play like Minnesota or somebody, uh, you know, within your, you know, the West Coast in your division. You guys are fighting for, you know, the the uh, Western Conference Championship. And you're going to why, why would you play him in that game? Like these are two teams that play each other violently. And now you're going to put your best player out there for what? If you lose, who cares? If you win, who cares? You've already clinched a playoff spot. I can understand in that situation, but I mean, players want to play. They they don't want to sit the bench. They don't want. Okay, to sit so up then why why risk getting them hurt when people are going to be aiming to get your your best players hurt? Then that's well. That's another. T- I mean, we could touch on that later with the, the enforcer. It comes down to the enforcer, but I don't want to get in the enforcers right now. Yeah, we can keep uh, moving. I'm I'm kind but, of getting um, us off track I, here. I, I just wanted to add. Uh, I think you're you're pretty much done with the wings team. Yeah, though, but I just want to add uh, the wings. Uh, interesting enough, uh, they were three, eight, and four in the month of March. And they are a minus 12 goal differential at home, which, I mean, is bad enough, but they're a minus 56 on the road. So they're, they're not a road team, and they got, you know, going moving forward, they got to learn how to, to win on the road. Yeah, it's called defense and, and yeah. growing up. Oh, and uh, speaking of defense, I, I never uh, I never played this for DeKaiser. Uh, I, I know last game – uh, you mentioned him coming back. Welcome back. Your dreams were your ticket. <laughs> so I just wanted to play that for DeKaiser. Yeah, I know. We took him off um, waivers, which is. <laughs> but probably because nobody wanted him. No, that's exactly what happened. So it's like, great. Our defense is so pathetic that we're going to get this guy back on our roster who we just waived and prayed that somebody picked him up and nobody wanted him. He's so bad that not one team wanted him. Arizona looked at this guy and they're like, yeah, no, no, thank you. And he ends up right back in Detroit because it's like, who who else do we have? Nobody. So he, That's our he, biggest weak spot. So he's got something in common on the refs. You're so pathetic. Yep. <laughs> so, um, so what's going on in Nashville? We've, we've done enough. I've done enough beating on Detroit. What, what do you guys got going on? Well, I don't really have a lot of uh, news um, as far as for, for the Predators. Other than... They're making a good run right now. A couple you know, of sloppy it, games. You but... know, Yossi uh, is now the uh, franchise record for most points with 86. Yep. Uh, he did, like I mentioned, in, against Ottawa. Um and just that they're, you know, right now they're, you know, they're not only in trying to move up in the division, they're they're in a wild card race, uh, which we'll get into a little bit later. Yeah, but um, let's, uh, you know, we, we, we talked about this gentleman earlier on, um, Rick Jenneret. He's, you know, an iconic voice. Um, you know, I, I think he's one of the greatest to ever – call the game of hockey the level of excitement the passion he brought it every every single game 
I mean, the guy was tits up in the in the broadcast booth one day, and he he still was fantastic. Like I I just I I think he's had a hell of a career. Unfortunately, his uh, little going away tribute, which actually was louder than Eichel's return, mind you, um, wow. that's how much this man is loved in Buffalo. He he received more praise, and. According to Eichel, I mean Eichel might say his his was louder, but no, this was this was just incredible. I mean, you know, it's the man's had a a wonderful wonderful career. So, um, Dan, why don't we why don't we share share a tribute? Sure, so we can hear a little bit about Rick Jenneret. Rick Jenneret, the legendary and Hall of Fame broadcaster for the Buffalo Sabers, is retiring at the conclusion of the 2021-2022 season. He has announced for the Sabres for 51 years, but he got his start in 1963 calling games for the Niagara Falls Flyers Junior A-team when their regular announcer fell sick. Jetteret was the color analyst the following season before becoming the play-by-play announcer in 1965. In 1969, he was calling games for the Buffalo Bisons when the Sabres called him. Jenneret's first game with the Sabres was in the Sabres' second season, 1971, in the radio booth for the Sabres and Penguins game. In 1995-1996, he moved to the TV side, doing radio-TV simulcast in the 97-98 season. Jenneret helped close the Memorial Auditorium in 1996 with an emotional tribute to his broadcast partner, Ted Darling, whose disease had forced him to retire in the 1991-1992 season. In 2011, Jenneret could only cover Sabres home games due to his throat cancer, along with a handful of road games. Rick Jenneret is the longest-tenured announcer with a single team and has had several broadcast partners, including Ted Darling, Jim Lorenz, and Rob Ray, among others. He has announced every Sabres season except the inaugural season. Congratulations on a wonderful career, RJ. And here are some of his most memorable calls. Here's Ryan O'Reilly. The shot, he scores! O'Reilly ripped that one top shelf where Mama hides the cookies. And Buffalo has taken a 1-0 lead on the power play. Dipped in there by Ennis, takes the shot, he Welcome back, Tyler. Goes around Alfredson, cuts in, but scores! Jason Pavanville, short-handed. Oh, now do you believe? Now do you believe? These guys are good, scary good. Dalit inside, works in front of the net into the slot, shoots, scores. Top shelf where Mama hides the Swedish fish. Oh, what a hit by Campbell! Holy mackerel! Stepped into his check in the blue line. Now they're all chasing after Campbell. They're on way out of the net and got trapped out there as he bumps in the corner. Here it is in front of the net. Oh, they're on. What an incredible 
Lafontaine, he gets tripped up, gets it to May, and over the line, he's May going in on goal, he shoots, he Just listening to that, like I was so, like my my adrenaline is like through the roof. Like I want to like stand up and just watch hockey right now. That was that was I just I love the way he calls games. So much energy. Congratulations, RJ. Well deserved. You know, well you know decorated career. You know, congrats. Enjoy your retirement. And you know, ended with that probably his most memorable call, a mayday in the playoffs. But um, now uh, let's Brian, hold on really yeah. quick, Brian. What what is your all time favorite RJ call? Mine is the Pomazo one, uh, overtime versus Ottawa, mm, like oh five oh six. Yeah, these. Oh yeah, this team is good. Scary good. Yeah, that's. Oh man, I just I I love it. I love the and, what he and, brought. And uh, I believe that that season Ottawa was a favorite to win the cup, if I'm not mistaken. So that was why. I mean, and that's what I'm not sure if that was the year the Sabers made it to the finals, but um, it, to be a, a top team as Ottawa was at that time. Yeah, he's he's gonna be missed. I I that's that's a big. I feel bad for the next announcer in Buffalo, Other, because those are some huge feet to fill. Yeah, I mean, as we thought, you know, Ted Darling was a was a legend, and then and, and then RJ. Hold my was, beer. Uh, yeah, but um, no. What well, what are you talking about? Nah, don't go, like... don't, no, don't go into Ted Darling. No, no, I'm just saying, like people thought Ted Darling was the best and then you see Jenneret and he says hold my beer oh okay. because he's he's that much better oh yeah yeah um, i think brian's so, over there got the tissues out yeah so uh, yep, and, yep, and, yep. and as long as he's here uh why don't we uh have him talk about uh buffalo team news All right. 
biggest news of the uh, season, besides the Jack Uggle trade, obviously, the uh, number one draft pick from last season or last uh, offseason, Owen Power, signed his ELC today. He may make his debut on Tuesday. Rumors are exciting. That is exciting. It'll be good to see him in a Sabres uniform. And that's and Just that's huge because and that's huge. If he does play the remainder of the season, he'll burn one year of his entry level contract. I was wondering about that. How many games we had left? Is it still nine games you can play and not? Uh, yeah. Uh, hey, why don't why don't we just yeah, yeah, play? It, why don't we Michael Bunting this guy? <laughs> we'll just we'll let him. You didn't play. just he'll go play, there. He'll let him play a couple games. You send him back down. You let him play a couple games. You send him back down. Then you let him come up like ten years later, and then he's like the best rookie in the league. Yeah, but yeah, um, on an entry level, you know, because it, it, if if you play, it doesn't even matter if you play one game in the season, you're you'll still play in that season. So uh, you know, it burns a year of the contract. I wasn't sure what the latest. I knew it used to be like nine games they had, but so that's not the greatest news, but. At least they signed him. He's not going to go off to be a free agent in four years like another. Well, no, I'm talking a goal or a, yeah, goalie that went to the Kings, but mm. he's old news. I don't care about him anymore. <laughs> um, <clears throat> moving on, the uh, Devin Levi, another Sabers prospect that played this weekend or this past week, uh, goalie they got from Florida for the uh, Sam Reinhart trade. He said he's going back to college next season, so that's I, I'm fine with that as long as he signs with us eventually. Um, it's probably best for him because we also have Eric Portillo, who's the Michigan goalie. Uh, yeah, he's, coming, he's good. Yeah, he'll be coming out hopefully this season. Just one thing I want to warn all Sabres fans is be patient with the goaltenders because goalies take longer to develop in the NHL. It's just – you know, it's just an, it's a known fact. So there's very, very, very few goalies that come out and immediately can elevate your team to, you know, excellence. So be patient with these kids, let them, let them develop. And, uh, you know, they'll, they'll be what you expect them to be. Hopefully. I think that's the best thing that he can do is going back to college, just get some playing, you know, play, play with his age group. And, you know, instead of, you know, playing, cause he's probably what, 17, 18. Yeah. Build that confidence. And, and, you know, you, you know, playing against uh, adults, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta play against your own, you know, have fun, get your, get your college degree, have fun. He'll, he'll, he'll be in the NHL. But, yep. but the most important thing for a goaltender is playing time. Yep. Yeah, so that's that is exciting for Buffalo. So, you know, can, continued growth. Um, didn't mean to interrupt you there, so keep keep on going there. Um, so I'll give you an update on our prospects slash Amherst players. JJ Paterka, who we drafted, I believe, in the late first, early second round last year. He's been on fire in the AHL. <clears throat> last weekend alone, he had five goals in two games. He's Ooh. got. As of tonight, he's got 22 goals, 36 assists, and 58 points in 61 games played, so just under a point a game. Jack Quinn, he currently has 51 points in 36 games. That's a 1.42 points per game percentage. 23 goals and 28 assists. R2 Rusalainen. 
for uh let's see let's see update 46 points in 48 games so he's just under a point a game player 18 goals 28 assists um and UPL Ukapekalukinen our goalie prospect that's been coming for a couple years now that's taking a lot longer like you said than I was hoping it would take he played in the NHL earlier this season before we got in hurt but uh you have that other one that maniac dude right who the one that that like tripped or slashed or something like that and got got fined um who's the other goalie for the Amherst for the Amherst it's uh Dell Dell yeah he's the one that just got suspe- not suspended but did he get suspended for that Oh, now I know what you're talking about. Yeah, a couple months I ago, if probably. I just got fined or if it was a suspension. Yeah, a couple months ago. Behind was it net. him? Yeah. But was he was him. playing for the Sabres at that point, right? No. No, I think it was before he played for the Sabres. It was um... – oh, damn. But yeah, so UPL has been struggling this year. As of 4-5, his goals against was 3.51, and he has an 8.94 save percentage. 11 wins, 12 losses, four overtimes, and 27 games played. Um, so he hasn't been having the greatest season. But in his defense, the, the Amherst have been riddled with injuries, call-ups to the Sabres, so their defensive core has not been the best. So I don't have his stats in front of me of what he played in the NHL this year, but he was doing decent, I believe, when he got hurt. Um. Dell was with Buffalo. He laid out ba- Batherson. Yeah, and he got suspended or fined? Um, I think it was a, a fine. I think he got sent down right after he got the punishment, though. I think I don't think he played another game after that. I remember that now. It's coming back to me. Yeah, because now he's in, in Rochester. I remember I went to um, whoever the Montreal, their farm team is. I was at that game. Out in the back, or sitting, sitting in the back. Yep. Um, the Amerks themselves are in the playoff race. Not looking so hot though. Um, they, well, as of four or five, they were in fifth place. But let's get an updated uh, standing because they lost again tonight in overtime. Oof. They've been losing a lot as of late. They're currently in sixth position. Out of seven teams, top five teams make it, which is another thing that I cannot stand this season. Yeah, makes, I don't understand. I don't like that. There's, they got all those California teams. Yep. There's nine teams in the yeah, Pacific Division. Yeah, that's not division. my problem. Exactly. That's not my problem. I'm not trying to be a jerk. Like, if they want to be competitive, then grow the sport out there, which you've got a bunch of teams out there, so why not throw a few more AHL teams and just deal with it. Grow them, groom them, you know, make trades, you know, just like every other team has to do. Because they currently have 73 points, and the two teams ahead of them have 70, but well, the two teams. Six. And the they're teams, six in the division, and they're in the playoff spot. They're not. Or Only the top. I mean, a fight for the play. Oh, yeah. the Pretty much every team can so play for it. So it, because... it goes by division, that conference. Yeah, each division has its own because the – other team in their conference has eight teams in the division. Okay, so the top four in the division make the playoffs. 
top five in their okay top. Five. It's oh. every team, so every division, only the bottom two don't make it. Oh, okay. So you so have that's... six teams, five oh. teams, five so the... teams, and seven teams. So the number one team in the division would get a buy. The it depends on the division. Some have oh. number one team gets a buy. Some it have for like top March two. Madness. It's it's horrible. I cannot stand how they have this set up this year. I mean, what it seems heck? like there's almost like so everybody but like five teams makes the playoffs. Pretty much, uh, two, four, eight teams don't make the playoffs. So who is so the moron? There's a wild card round basically the first week. Oh, a three team like baseball three game play. Yeah, it's a three game plan basically. Okay, so yeah, so they're following like a baseball postseason. Similar, yeah. So who, who's the you moron that decided this playoffs crap? Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, probably I, somebody I, in Milwaukee. Uh, they don't have anything to do with it. It's probably the league. <laughs> Just messing with you. Yeah, before today's game, they were in six, so they obviously they move up because they lost. So they're so in, so they're down to sixth now. Yep, and they have nine games remaining. And just for all of our listeners, Rochester is like our local team. So, you know, I, I don't think we're spanning the globe quite yet. But for those that might be from out of the area, <laughs> Rochester is our farm team. So we, we, we watch them more often than not. And, I mean, if not for nothing, but for our division alone, we play 76 games and other teams in our division play 72 now At least have a, the division play the same amount of teams. Like, yeah, that, yeah, that makes that, that makes another no stupid. Sense. I mean, it's like holy cow. I I don't I don't want to go off on that, but that's <laughs> just that's ridiculous. It's like how can you have a? It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, agreed. That's about all I have as far as the Amerks and the Sabers. Well, there is one more Sabers stat slash story. Uh, I'm not sure you want to hear this, so maybe <clears throat> take off your gonna, headphones. Uh, yeah, I'm going to step away for a minute. <laughs> but the Sabres have set the NHL record for the longest playoff drought of 11 seasons. Um, Even you know, more in Detroit? No, Detroit had 27 in a row. No. In. It, Detroit's not back down to no, 11. No, this is a, the longest playoff drought. That's what I said. The drought, yeah. So that but, means they haven't been in the playoffs. But for you, yours, but I, and I said even longer than Detroit, and then you said twenty-seven. Well, that's how many. They no, had I said play. Detroit had in twenty-seven. Yeah, no, Detroit's oh. only been out, I think, six seasons. Oh, seems like about twenty. Well, yeah, with this imbecile behind the freaking bench, of course. Try, it try being eleven. That's all I got to say. Try being eleven. Well, I am a Lions fan. Not to get off the sport. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. But anywho, um, <laughs> but yeah, so Sabres set that. I, I, I think it's going to change. I think that's going to change for Buffalo. And, you know, there's teams like Arizona that I think are just going to continue to struggle. I think Toronto's got a couple more years before they start to implode. Chicago's already imploded. So, I mean, Boston, you're going to have a bunch of retirements in the next five years. So you're, you're going to see a lot of these teams drop off and you're going to see new teams emerge. And I, I just think Buffalo is going to be one of those teams in the next couple of years. I just, I like what they're doing with the young kids. Um, you know, Brian hit on a bunch of the young guys in, in Rochester. So they've, they've got a pretty, pretty good group of guys. Once they start getting some playing time together, they mature a little bit. They get used to the speed. I think Buffalo is going to be a good team. They are looking really good. 
I will say, jump back real quick to your uh, coaching thing. Yeah, it's it's fine to fire him during the middle of the season. Like Sabers did it last season. They brought in Donnie Meatballs, one of their assistant coaches. Yep. And he turned the team around at the end of last season, and now this season they're looking real good. I mean, they're not in the playoffs, obviously, but they're yeah, going. Yeah, the morale up. you can you can yeah, feel oh, it yeah. almost is different. The yeah, team that's... is they're jiving, they're having fun out there, they're smiling, talking to one another. See, and that's that's what Detroit's lacking. That's what Detroit's really missing right now. So, yeah, they they definitely and like I said, you know, I think Toronto did it too, didn't they? When Toronto was, fired Babcock a couple years oh, ago. Oh, yeah, that was the season. Season. Uh, that, that might have actually been early in the season, too. I'm not sure. But, but yeah, uh, but what I mean is the guys weren't having yeah. fun. They weren't playing well. And look at where they've been the last couple of seasons, you know, just by getting that fresh face, and it came right in the middle of the season. So Detroit's, Detroit's yeah, literally I, playing for absolutely nothing. And I think nothing. Detroit, they, they, they kind of got off on us. I mean, and they, I think he was trying to get Blashill – you know, he, he wanted to give him a chance, and instead well, you of, have to instead of firing him like in, in mid season when they should have, but because by now it's way too late. So. Well, yeah, but you also, D Law, you also got to think that, you know, this this is a team that, you know, they they've had terrible players. Ken Holland did Detroit zero favors. He doesn't know how to manage a checkbook, so that put Detroit with the likes of Danny DeKaiser for like a twenty year deal. Not seriously, but. You know, he had a very long, very long deal worth a lot of money. For what? He wasn't that good. So Detroit was like, well, just, you know, if he doesn't go on waivers, we'll, we'll think about buying him out. They bought out um, – um, I can't even think of his name right now. Um, Jimmy Howard. They bought out Jimmy Howard. They bought out Justin Ablucator. Like, these are guys that they just didn't see in the future, so they got rid of him. So I, I think to your point – yeah, you have to you have to give Blashill at least one season to see who he is as a coach, because he's been given the benefit of the doubt for the last six seasons with a garbage team. So now Eiserman has brought in, you know, it's still not a it's still not a championship team, but he brought in some players. I mean, you have two rookie of the year candidates, whether either one of them win or don't win. You have two rookie of the year candidates, and as bad as Nedeljkovic is playing right now, he's not even playing that bad. It's the guys in front of him. You face forty shots a game, you're going to let in some goals. You know what I'm what I'm saying is he's even one of the top rookie goaltenders this year. As crazy as that is to believe, but. So you've got these young guys that are players. They're ballers. They're out there, you know, impressing the league night in and night out. Like I have, you know, Apple's being the number one defender in the, in the league in the next two years. And he's super young. You know, I might be absolutely wrong, but I think he's going to be the best defenseman in the next two years. So you give guys like that to Blash Hill now and you say, okay, now I've beefed up your team show me what you can do and the minuscule of a difference better that we are is appalling as a wings fan like you should have taken this team a little bit better so like i was saying this is the last thing i'm going to say and then i'm getting off my rant but blashill is not the answer and right now the wings have nothing to play for nothing they're not playing for the playoffs they're not playing for the lottery so what they need to play for 
is the locker room. They need to play for that locker room. So you you got to have guys like Buffalo. You got rid of the coach. You brought in a, a new look. Even though the guys aren't going to go to the playoffs, they're 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 going to go into the summer gelling, meshing, smiling, having a good time. They're going to go out during summer camp and hang out and just form closer bonds. And they're going to have somebody behind the bench that's going to lead them to do that. And in Detroit, they just want to get in, in and out of the locker room as fast as possible. And that's got to change now. Like, I don't even think you wait till the end of the year. Like, you have to make well, the change there's now. Only 12, there's only 12 games left. I don't care. I don't care if there's out. four. You, you cannot. It, it doesn't. You, it's not good doing a. It's not good doing anything. But it is. That's what over. you're not getting. But it is. Because no, if you lose the locker room the la- like he has. Last, well, they've already lost it. So but that's that's exactly sense. the point. So you just, now you've got these young there's guys. There's only twelve games left. You so just, what? You just you know the last date, the last game of the season, pack his bags, bring in a new coach, and then you got the whole offseason to build team morale. Yeah, but I I, I don't I don't like that approach. I just and people don't probably think, call me an idiot. And I I'm just okay don't. With that. I just don't think it make it doesn't you know the last tw- fifteen games it doesn't make sense to fire the coach. Well, let me explain why. Because in that last 15 games, you're trying to build a culture inside of those four walls in your locker room. You want that to be a place. Well, it's you, like a but sanctuary. You're, but you're not going to build it in 15 games. No, but you're not going to lose it more in 15 games. Well, because if you might, keep going. You're not going to lose it. And there's not much more to lose. But they're already at rock bottom. And if they continue to go that route. Like I said, as soon as these entry-level contracts are, are up and if the morale doesn't change, I mean, I know they've got like a year and a half to figure this out, but if the morale doesn't change, like if for some god-awful reason they decide to keep Blashill, you're not going to see Larkin. You're not going to see Bertuzzi. You're not going to see Cider. You're not going to see Raymond wearing the winged wheel. They're going to move on because doing the same old thing night in and night out is is killing them. I mean, you played the Larkin sound bites. He he's not having fun. The the young guys aren't having fun. So when you're not having fun, you find it somewhere else. So I don't care if there's two games left. You get rid of this guy and you bring somebody else. Jeez. that's going to make the game fun for these kids. Um, uh, just a sad note. Uh, Mike Bossy sounds like he's ready to go any minute now. Um, 65 years old, uh, has cancer. Um, there's that, there was actually report false reports earlier this week that he had died. So, uh, but you know, obviously he's still, he's not going to go out like that, but so, um, he's a gamer Islander hall of famer. One of the greats to play the game. Uh, Godspeed, you know, Mr. Bossy and thank you for everything you've done in the NHL, um, to curve the game to what it is today. And uh, moving on, uh, just briefly, so Chicago assigned, uh, it seems like this happens a lot, uh, they, they signed Marion Hosa to a one-day contract so he could retire to Chicago Blackhawk, and then a couple of days later they announced that they're going to retire his number 81 next season. Seems like there's a lot of retirements, uh, jersey retirements going on right now. What what's your thought on that? I I don't. I mean, how how many seasons did he play as a Chicago Blackhawk? 
he played quite a few. He played no, he played a lot more with, than that. He Chicago? played two or three in Detroit, and then Detroit uh, decided that he wasn't worthy. Sent him off to Chicago. That's because he didn't win a cup. They, they ended up winning a cup, a cup that did. year. Oh, they, oh, he did win a cup with him. Okay, he did. Yep, he sure did. I think did he win one oh, or two? Oh, then that was with Pittsburgh then. Because I know Pittsburgh and Detroit pretty much uh, owned the nineties. Yeah. Well, the oh nine. 0809. I he think it's with, good. I mean, that's what the guy wanted. You know, that's where he found his his home. You know, let him retire uh, there. Who cares? I mean, but, what does it matter? Yeah, I, it? I mean, yeah, he did win a couple of Chicago, maybe two, but I, I just, just think I, when, when gonna... I think of Hosa, I think of Ottawa. I would yeah. think that I, you know, he would, he would be better. You know, they would be better. I, I see him in Chicago. He played eight seasons there. Oh, oh, wow. So yeah, like, I see him in in Chicago. Now, with with that being said, I mean, you play eight seasons with this team. You raise a cup with this team. You know they they. You know that's that's where you found all your fun. That's where you found your most competitive years. You know that's that's what he remembers in his playing career, is Chicago. So they gave him a chance. He ran with it. Was incredible. Why not let him retire there? They're gonna raise his banner. Let him. Let them. Let them raise his banner. With him being, with Chicago, so he is now retired with the Chicago organization. I thought it was a cool move. And I think that's pretty much. Uh, is that it for the NHL news? You got anything? Yeah. No. I mean, we, we can move into some fines and suspensions. Um, Nick Ritchie just being a complete idiot again. Um, I, I think that just follows him around. But, you know, it was just something he, he didn't even need to do. It was it was stupid. You know, Shat, Shattenkirk went up and gave him, you know, gave him the business a little bit. Nothing out of the ordinary, nothing that was violent or malicious or anything. And, you know, he exchanged some words with Richie. And then Richie, I mean, he tapped him in the face. It wasn't malicious. He didn't, like, brashear him or anything like that. Did but he, he get a penalty for it? Oh, uh, yeah, he got a high sticking. Oh. And he got, and he got um, suspended for a game. So he, he earned it. Just it was stupid. It's stupid hockey. Like I get it. You're talking garbage. You're smack talking on the ice. You're chirping. There's no reason to go up and ever put your stick near somebody's face. It seems like there's a lot of that going Intentional. around this year. Um, and uh, well, Evander Kane is back at it. He 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 got fined again. I don't know how Beating many. Beat his wife again. Five thousand dollars for kneeing uh, the King's uh, jersey. So not beating his wife. He was assessed um, as well. He, he was assessed a kneeing minor in that game. Um, so, I mean. Sh- now, the next he, one that we're going to talk about and, is what excites me. Uh, uh, the Predators, Colton Sissons was fined 2500 for spearing Norris, but there goons. was no penalty. No. There was, stop it with the goon crap. <laughs> <laughs> and. Um, you know, there was no penalty in the play, so I, I actually I missed the game, uh, which is probably a good thing. It's probably why they won. He so caught it on the I YouTubes. Didn't, I didn't see it. Um, oh, and uh, is that all the fines? Yeah, I think that's it for the fines. I, and, I think we found an, uh, a hidden uh, Bobby Taylor comment. Oh, yeah. Uh, we've been playing uh, the moron comment. You know, he just recently, well, I'll... Uh, that wasn't the first time he said that. This is going back to 2015. I got a little eight-second clip or whatever. 
You know, funny, was, you know what's funny about he that? He was talking about the Montreal Canadian fans. See, here's, see, he always, here, here's the issue with, with that guy. So when you point a finger, what people don't realize is you have three more pointing back at you every time you point a finger. So he's calling all these people morons for not knowing rules or, you know, that's just a, he, he's a complete homer. He's an idiot. Another one. You're a moron. In, <laughs> that's right. Put him up there with, with freaking Edwards. And, 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 and. I was watching the Tampa Bay game uh, tonight, and he, they, he wasn't on that for some reason. I don't know. I thought he was on the TV, uh, the, the TV version, but um, he, uh, um, yeah, he, he, he wasn't on for some reason. They had uh, the the guy that used to be on ESPN, but uh, Engbaum. Oh, Engbaum. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know which we'll one's called Brian Engbaum, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, and um, yeah, we got, got some injuries too, though. I mean, we we got the Bobby Taylor. Um, you know, there's a few injuries that are pretty notable in the NHL. We should probably, you know, touch base on here quick. Um, Sean Monahan is out for the season. Um, you know, it's definitely a, a hip injury. But do you have any more details on that? On uh, I haven't even heard anything about that. Yep, he's out with a season-ending hip injury. Um, and he's getting up there in age, isn't he? He's like he 30s. Is. He is. That, that might be you – know, if he, he's probably, I'm sure he's going to have to have surgery. So, you know. Yeah. And then um, – you know, let's talk uh, about Subban. We should have Subban's at it again. It just seemed like him and uh, Evan, uh, Evander Kane. <laughs> but uh, oh, now Sub- I see Sub- where you're going with this. You just Subban- changed the whole show. Subban, uh, uh, he got a game misconduct for instigating um, after he jumped, well, he jumped Wallstrom. Wallstrom. Yeah, he Wallstrom. jumped him. Wallstrom put a clean hit on Hughes. I mean, I don't know. This goes back to you know the old days, the enforcers, where if you hit somebody. Even if it was clean hit, you go out and fight him. But I mean, he did. He Subban just, is not you know, an enforcer. Wall Stream didn't even. Uh, he he wasn't expecting it. At least you know if that's you're a Marshawn, that's a freaking McEwen. If you're an enforcer and guy hits one of your guys, even if it's a clean hit, you don't you engage with him. You don't you don't just go after him. You you know you you know you, you let chirp him. him. You insta- you instigate it. You instigate well, it. Subban just absolutely. I think he actually came from behind, and he just jumped him and well, lost the, him. He uh, lost him didn't drop his gloves. He oh. he was coming up the ice and Subban was, was in the defensive zone. He saw him coming, but he didn't have enough time to prepare. And, and Trotz had the best because Maddie Martin was out there. He he was ready to pummel Subban. Um, it just wouldn't have been good for Subban. He's he's not a fighter. He doesn't know how to fight. So uh, Barry Trotz had a great comment after that game and when asked about Subban, they said the best thing that could have happened to him was to get suspended, not because he was off the ice, but because he was protected. So he's got a target on his head. Oh, boy. <laughs> And uh, staying with the island, okay. Do we lose you? Uh, I think we lost that. I guess we're not talking about the uh, I mean, Varlamov. Yeah, they're they're. I, I read a report that they're looking oh, to oh. shop him. 
yeah, I, I couldn't believe it. I read it. I read it like three times and I was like, you know, why, why would they shop them? I know they've got, um, what's his name there? Um, I know I can't think uh, of his I, name. I don't remember his name either, but they've got, they've got good goaltending and you know, they're, they're saying he might actually get cut. I don't know if that's a cap thing. If he's doing, I, I thought he was doing pretty good. I think he's on my, one of my fantasy teams. Sororkin. Sororkin. That's right. Yeah. And he's good. Sororkin. Yeah. He's, he's Sororkin. a, he's a good goalie, but yeah, I, I think I would love to get Var, Varley back behind Ned having those two split. I think that would be, I think that would be great. I don't know who else needs a goalie though. I mean, who else needs a goalie like that? Buffalo. But yeah, that would actually not be a bad spot for for Varley. I'd be, I'd be okay to, with Anderson coming back though. They had Leonard, so he can't be much worse. I like. I think oh, Leonard's good. Oh, jeez, did I? I God. You so, had to mention him. Uh, well, the Islanders have two million dollars. Just just days. for the record, Brian, I know you listen to the show, but Dan and Leonard are like. They're they're like two peas in a pod. They're no, they're they're, did, they're no. drinking buddies. Does Dan uh, model his game after Leonard? Um, kinda, well, it depends on if. Feeling. Well, I had a shutout. He does there, because he? Dan drinks before the game and Leonard usually drinks after, but they okay. both drink on game days. No, well, I don't drink that much. But <laughs> anyway, well, your so, performances. So, do you sit in your um, car and look at Twitter before the game? No. He gets out there. Twitter. He does his so, warm up. So, um, <laughs> all right. Uh, so, so you mentioned the, the, the about the Islanders' cap space. They have two million dollar cap space, so it's not really. Yeah, it's not uh, a cap it's, thing. It's, it's not a huh. cap space. So well, that concerns just, me a little uh, bit. The locker room, maybe. Yeah, I'll have to see if I can find any resources that say why why they might be looking to shop him. But now, and, now here's here's something you know that that I want to. You know, are, are we moving on here? Because there's there's something I want to bring up. Because I know Dan's going to get on a soapbox, and his rant's going to try to outrant me. So I want to start this one. But Jay Beagle saw red. I mean, the devil took the over his, the devil took over his soul in the game against the Ducks. I mean, I don't know what got into him. But you know he's he's got a little bit of a history, which I know D Law you you've uh, you and I have talked quite a bit about it, and um, You're so and, and I just I don't think that he I, I think he took it too far because he got you know I'm okay getting four or five shots on a guy, so the play is, was against um, Zegras, so the puck's loose, it's a five nothing game. He takes a poke, no whistle. I mean, as a kid, you're taught to play to the whistle. Yeah, but you're not taught to poke the goalie. It was loose. You I, no, he was the goalie was sitting on it. His leg was in the air. Well, I saw I saw the video like a hundred times, and well, I saw it a hundred and one. Well, his leg was his, in the air. Maybe his leg was on it, but his butt wasn't. Well, the the puck wasn't under his butt. Well, it was under somewhere. Now let me see, ask. I let didn't me see ask. the puck. So let me still, ask you this. Let me ask it, you this. You have modeled your game after it what you say is the demolition man from Detroit. It doesn't matter if Is you're, that not true? You like well, to model your game after Holmstrom. Well, I don't poke the goalie. Uh, all my goal, but let me all put my, it this way. All my but, goals are in front of the in, the, in front of the crease, kind of like yours. That's what I mean. Example. 
but I, I'm not sniping. I've never. I'm not as like. I suck at hockey. I enjoy I the game. I enjoy I going I out there snipe. and having some beers, but I'm terrible at the game of hockey. I can't skate backwards. I just follow it like a hawk. But anyway, so let's put you in front of the net. You see a loose puck standing there, and like the goalie's up. There's no whistle. You don't hear a whistle, and it's right there on the cusp of the goal line, and you can see the puck. Are you going for it, or are you not going for it? And I know the answer to this question, so you can't BS me here. If the puck is visible. Okay. And you're going to poke it if there's no whistle, correct? Well, I'm not going to poke the goal. I'm going to poke the puck. Well, Zegris didn't say, hey, I'm going to see how hard I can shove my stick into this dude's behind. Like, he didn't sit there and say, watch this, guys. We're winning 5 nothing. I'm going to shove this so far up the goalies, you know what. Watch this. That wasn't what he was doing. He wasn't int- intentionally going no. after the goalie. He's do, a young do, kid. He's tra- Do you know that? Yeah, of course. The puck was loose. I mean, four or five people confirmed the puck was loose, including the referee that was there. He said he, he blew the whistle because it was getting too much of a pile up in front of the net, which I understand. We'll say he lost sight of the puck. But numerous people said that the puck was loose. So, so then the ref was. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 true. Now, if the whistle had blown and he makes that jab, then, yeah. You know what? He deserves to get cross-checked. He still deserved to get cross-checked. It he wasn't even that much of a cross-check. It was more, I mean, it was a cross-check, but it was basically yeah, a but, bump. But I we, mean, he, he could have hit him a lot harder. He, he jammed him pretty good. Like, and now, and this is after Zegris taunted the fans after he did the I Michigan. Don't he, I don't think he taunted the fans. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, it, it, it was a, it was a taunt. Cocky. I think he's cocky. He went right over the glass, looked at the fans, and waved to them. He didn't wave. Was it was the, it yeah, was the money. yeah. Show me the money. Oh, it wasn't the money. He waved his hand like, like, like down. a get. No, he had his hand. He had his palms up in the air. I, I'm gonna look this up while we're on this show right now, because and and Brian, I want you to do the same so, thing. Find the the Zegers Michigan goal and in the celebration after. So then, I'm just saying it'll be nice to have a third opinion on this. Because I, I honestly, and I'm not just trying to argue with you or disagree with you to disagree. I honestly, to me, it looked like his hand was almost upside down, and he was doing the like. But I, I'm money, like I'm, at, I'm, I'm cocky. No, I'm I wasn't. Money, it wasn't. I don't know what the heck you're talking. Some money, money, money. I don't know. But uh, the money. no, his hand was up in the air, palms up. But. Um, uh, you, 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 there? you, did you confirm the video? I watched it a hundred times. Well, maybe not a hundred times, but I, I mean, watched like, it a I mean, dozen like, times. I mean, like right but, now, are you know. watching it right now? Cause I've got it up. It's playing. He just did the Michigan goal, which I'm going to talk to again. And, oh, and then it ended around so another player around another player. Yep. But I want to see, I want to see the actual, nope, that's not it. Um, I want to see the the Michigan goal and see how he celebrated after, because I am ninety nine point nine percent sure that he had his hand almost upside down. And I could and, and I could be wrong. And I will. His palm was facing up, and he so was, was wiggling. Up. He was wiggling his fingers. Right. That's that's what I thought. Like, show me the money. No, it was like taunting at fans like. 
But what is he? Is he? Come on! Is he not? He didn't say come on. He was. Well, he was thumbs it, over the fingers. <laughs> no, it was, though, his right? thumb wasn't over his. He, I don't know, but anyway. Uh, so you gotta uh, think, but also, apparently, you you were saying that uh, we're not the only Beagle. ones. The the social media wanted does it uh, like lacrosse go eliminated? You were saying? Yeah, yeah, there's there's stories all over the place about how. That's not a part of hockey. I mean, I know it's happening too much, and they're just copycats. Uh, it wasn't yeah, even these... Zegers. Zegers wasn't even the original guy that did it. No, he's um, not. But how many people can do it? But it, it, but it's like it's like the between the legs thing, you know? Right. That's impressive. It's like to me. St- do something. Come up with something else. Like then, a double flip around your head. I don't know. It's like the old that the old freaking commercials where hey, How, I bank the basketball off that wall, off that moving car, off off the rafters, and I'm gonna make it from a three point distance. No, no, how, you can't do that. How about just taking the puck on your stick and shooting the puck and beating the goalie? Well, that's not <laughs> different. That's what they do every game. Well, not every game because the goalie makes saves. So so if somebody scores, so you just want somebody to wind up and shoot it from the point. If it goes in, great. I didn't say the point. I just just shoot the puck. But that's (laughs) but that's every game. But you, I mean, I have never seen the Michigan goal live. They've made mention, and I've seen replays of. Well, if you look, so and so tried to do the Michigan lacrosse style goal. He just couldn't get it up on his stick. Yeah, time. well, one, it's hard to I, do. I'm not, impressive. I'm not condoning violence, but one of these times, someone's gonna try that, and someone's gonna, somebody like a, a Nick Ritchie or a Beagle you know, or or, you know, or Beagle or or Terry, Troy Terry, and just freaking knock their head off with their stick. See, and that's that's actually, believe it or not, that's what um, John Tortorella said. He goes. With these goals, allowing them to have this, that it's going to increase guys taking runs at these young kids. Now, that is going to be my segue because I agree with that. Because if you're down three to two and you're pushing, 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 and all of a sudden, you know, you've got a kid come around and, and he does a freaking lacrosse style goal, you know, it's going to it's going to piss people off. It's like, well, you know, that's you can't really defend it. You can't. It's it's ridiculous. I mean, you can skate down the whole ice with it like that if you have the opportunity. So, yeah, I'm gonna take a run at this kid. I'm, I'm gonna cheap shot him. I'm gonna, you know, he's gonna think twice to, about putting that puck on that stick again because I was just embarrassed. He's got so, the puck. He's fair game. Uh, right. Um. So I think you're gonna see more runs at these young kids that can do these you know, fancy trick shots. And that's when the enforcers are, I I think they're going to come back. There's already kind of a push for it because you're seeing big name people getting hurt on questionable plays. I'm not saying illegal, but you're seeing these big name stars getting hurt on questionable plays. And at some point there's going to need some policing because the refs can't catch everything. I think they've been pretty awful this year in the officiating Terrible. Inconsistent, but yeah, they're they're pathetic, and mm-hmm. but I I think that there's teams that are gonna that that are gonna start finding ways to to counteract that, 
and I think that's the enforced rule. I, I'm probably wrong. And, and uh, I mean, we, we it's just it seems like every episode we we bring up the enforcer issue, and it's, I, don't, I, I just don't see it. I mean, I think it's going to be a recurring issue. And I mean, as much as I'd like to keep talking about this and the Beagle, I, I I think we need to move on to uh, the, the playoff uh, scenario. Yeah, let's get into it. Go ahead. Um, Lead us with the West. The, the Western Conference. Well, it's a lot more, uh, uh, more more competitive than the East. Uh, obviously, Colorado's clinched and uh, and looking like they're going to take uh, the conference. But then you got uh, Nashville, Dallas, Vegas, uh, even Vancouver. Although they're, I mean, they're, Vancouver's still alive. Winnipeg. Um, they, they, they still got hopes too uh, Nashville and Dallas right now currently are in the wild card Nashville with 86 points Dallas with 84 and Vegas is right behind them with 82 and then you got Vancouver with 78 so they I mean it, it's it, they need a lot of help I think Vancouver does but I think it's going to come down to Nashville, Dallas and Vegas um, and then you've got uh, Minnesota and St. Louis who are fighting for the number two spot. They're both tied with 92 points. And then uh, in the Pacific, Edmonton and Los Angeles. Uh, Edmonton's got a three-point lead over L.A. for second. And looks like Calgary's going to take that division. Um, so I, I think that... It's going to be Nashville and Dallas. Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, Vegas has got a lot of problems going on. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and and they're still and they're I mean they're still I mean obviously they're still in the hunt. They're only two points behind Dallas, but Dallas is they they've been seen to to kick it up a little bit in the last few uh, in, the, in the last week. Um. You got any who's thoughts your favorite, on who's your favorite out of the West? I think I touched I, that uh, last episode, but I'm, yeah, I think I'm gonna go. It? I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna stick with Colorado. You're gonna stick with Colorado. I I still. Yeah. I'm, I'm still gonna go Minnesota. I think they made some big moves at the yeah, right well, time. Yeah, well, if they had to play Nat- well. If they had to play Nashville in the play in the first or second round, well, they wouldn't be the first round unless Preds can get to third, uh, two or three, but. Um, they, uh, like I mentioned earlier, Nashville's three and zero against the Wild. So they I mean, I know, I, 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 I know, I know the playoffs are a different story. It's a whole new season, you know, all the cliches. But you know, I, I think that would be a great matchup. But yeah, I, I'm, I watched that game. I, 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 I would love if, to see that series. They're already a rival, so yeah, that would just kick it up even even ten more notches. But in a matchup with Colorado, Minnesota, I think that would be a fantastic series I think I mean I don't I mean they got a lot of offense but I think it'll be a very defensive series yeah, but I think Colorado uh, would would take it just just because of the home ice advantage Ryan what do you think but, Who do you, who's your favorite out of the west I would have to go with Colorado but I also like Calgary yeah I was just gonna admit I was just going to mention that don't 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 count Calgary down. You know, Calgary's kind of like, even though they're leading the division, they're kind of like a sleeper. Nobody, I I don't hear anything. I don't know, uh, you know, I you know, you don't really hear much about Calgary. They're very very quiet. 
but I don't care who wins as long as Vegas misses the playoffs. That's all I care about. Yeah, for that for that uh, extra I pick. I that. Yep. Or the higher right. pick. Yeah, so, you know, switching over to the east here, you've got Florida with 106 points. I mean, they're they're pretty much running away with it. Um, you know, the next closest team is, is Carolina yeah. out of the Metropolitan yeah. with 100. And they're they've got and Florida still has a game on them. So the, you've got their, their next their closest opponent would be Colorado for the President's Trophy. Yeah, <laughs> I mean they've got so in the Atlantic you've got Florida, Toronto, Boston. Florida's obviously going to run away with it. Boston they're just going to squeak in. Um, you know I mean they came up with a huge overtime. Boston came up with a huge overtime win against Tampa Bay earlier today. Oh, did they? They're they're yeah. see Boston gets dirty and gritty. You know, they're they're a team when their back is against the wall. That I, they just get and dirty. I, they're playing playoff hockey. That Boston Tampa Bay game was I, that was a playoff. I, I felt it's had a playoff feel to it. Yeah, that that I I, I might have to go back and watch that because I did not watch that. Um, but then out of the Metropolitan, you've got Carolina at a hundred points. You've got the Rangers, um, who I felt kind of skated under the radar for most of the season. Um, and uh, you've got Pittsburgh, who I absolutely can't stand, and I hope they miss out. But you've got um, kind of <laughs> so you've got in the wild card, you've got Tampa and Washington, uh, and you know the crazy thing is both of those teams almost have well Tampa Bay, who's in a wild card spot, has more points than Pittsburgh. Um. But you know my my favorite coming out is Florida. I think Florida is going to take the the East. Um, they're just they're playing great hockey. And just what a side note on Washington. And just a side note on Washington. One more point, and Detroit is officially eliminated. Even though yeah, and they've got a game eliminated. on Detroit too, I believe. But um, yeah, I, uh, I I I'm going to go with Florida to come out of the East. Ryan, what about you? I have to agree with Florida. They are, they look real good this year, but Carolina, they also look they good. They do. They're playing good hockey. Uh, my sleeper is actually going to be Washington in the East. Yeah, I think they have to see because they they're. Have to make but the thing out. is, they're they're uh, if they make the play, you know, you know well, obviously they probably will because the Islanders look like they're going to be uh, done too. But it just that the the only thing is Washington is. It, I, they don't. They seem like they got two identities. You don't know which team's going to show up. They're going to be a really good team or a bad team. But you know, going into the playoffs, I think they're going to. You know, they got enough players. I don't know if they get injuries that you know that they're uh, they're you know making them you know not play as much. Uh, but um, they, uh, I, I just think Washington's going to be you know. A force to reckon with in the playoffs. Uh, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna be a sleeper. They're. They're. I don't think they're gonna be a Florida or Carolina, but they might go. They might make it deep. So Brian, who do you? Uh, so you're you're gonna go Carolina as a sleeper, and uh, you're gonna go Florida and Carolina. Yeah, I think Florida. They're. They look so good, and they made at the trade deadline. They made themselves so much better. By getting Claude Giroux, so yeah, I, I can't see Florida not making the finals this year. Yeah, I, I, my opinion is still, I'm going Minnesota and, um, Florida. 
for the cup. Uh, so that leads us into the uh, upcoming games, the previews for uh, the, the Red Wings. Do I have to? Can I just no. put all losses like... across the board? Because <laughs> that's that's probably what's what's going to happen. I mean, let's just let's just be be real here. Uh, uh, who do they get? Who do they have? But anyway, who's... they've got they've got Columbus uh, tomorrow on the night. So they've that's got Columbus. Home? No, it's in Columbus. Um, then you've got their. Um, oh no, it's at home. It is home. I'm sorry. It's at the Pizza Barn. So tomorrow they're at the Pizza Barn against uh, the Blue Jackets. Um, and then our favorite team that we've talked about multiple times recently, Ottawa. Ottawa again. Ottawa's back in Detroit on the 12th. And then they've got uh, Carolina on uh, the 14th. So. And that's in Carolina? So they've got, what's that? Is that in Carolina? Yeah. Yep. And then, so you're going with all losses? No, actually, I, I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with a win against Columbus. Detroit surprises me against Columbus. I'm gonna go with a, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with a win. The odds are in my favor. They've lost the last two, five to two. Now, if this is a five to two loss, I'm gonna go play a lottery ticket. You better just bet money. Yeah, I should. <laughs> well, no, because then if I, I, I can't ever bet. I always oh. have to bet against my team yeah well sounds like well it's always a win well the other night i bet i don't know uh bet winnipeg would win and detroit won so yeah i guess it worked it it worked for you that's what i mean so if i bet like if i bet against the red wings and the red wings win it's a win if i bet against the red wings and they lose then i still win so it's a win-win uh but yeah i'm gonna go i'm gonna go a win in against Columbus, a win against Ottawa, and a loss against Carolina. Oh, boy. I mean, I just think going in and trying to beat the jerks is going to be tough at home or in the jerks arena. Uh, well, I don't know if they do that anymore. That was a few years ago. Yeah, that was I kind of miss that. Do they? I need, I need to. I believe they did last night. I oh, stopped watching a oh, game. but I need to get a sound, a sound bite on that to play. <laughs> um, jerks. So, uh, moving into the Predators, we have four games coming up. Uh, we got a, a home game against Florida, and then we go to Pittsburgh, and then we're back home to play San Jose and Edmonton. Um, I'm going to go with a loss to Florida and a win against Pittsburgh and San Jose, and then a loss to Edmonton. And the Predators have eight home games and four road games in their last 12 games. Uh, They're looking ahead. uh, Their home games, um, other than uh, Florida, San Jose, Edmonton, they're coming up. They got Chicago, St. Louis, Calgary, Minnesota, and Calgary. So there's some playoff, uh, other than Chicago, some playoff teams there. So it's going to be hard for them to to, try to move up. and then uh, on the road, they got Tampa Bay, Colorado, and Arizona. And that 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 pretty much wraps up uh, the, the 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 look ahead uh, for this what week. Buff- what is Buffalo? I'm just curious. I'm what what do they got? We have Tampa Bay this Sunday 
uh, Toronto on the 12th, Tuesday. So that'll be the game where Owen Power may make his debut. Then they come home to play the Blues on Thursday and Flyers on Saturday, Sunday of next weekend. It's a home and home series with Philly. Um, just looking at the calendar right, real quick. The last five games they played Nashville, Florida, Carolina, Carolina, Florida, and they were they went three and two in those last five games versus some tough teams. So. And now you got you have some more tough teams coming up. So I, I'm yeah. really interested to see how they do against like the the likes of uh, Tampa Bay and yeah. uh, who else did you say they had? Uh, Toronto. You say Colorado. Oh, Toronto. There's yep. another top team. Yeah, that'll be that'll be fun to see how they do against those two teams. Bu- building for next season. Yeah, I mean Buffalo's doing it right. You know they're they're winning. Finally. The, the, well, they're yeah they've got you know you build the hype. You know, in the locker room buy-in, and they have it. So, yeah, I, I bet you they're pretty competitive against uh, Toronto. I bet I bet they're going to be I, – I, I bet they're going to win both of those games. That's bold, yeah, but I think they I, will. And they, they just got to try to slow down on Austin Matthews. He's just continuing his uh, record pace. He's approaching 60 goals now. They get last word, I think he had 56 or 57. But they've um, had a lot of luck this year against Toronto, though. So Toronto, see, I, I think, think it's, it's their time to win a game. I just feel like a lot of teams um, with Austin Matthews, they just they they play to stop them. Like you're you're not stopping Austin Matthews. Just I mean the guy's freaking incredible. So you're not going to stop him. So don't play to stop him. Just contain him. You know, keep him away from the 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 easy spots in the net. Don't let him get close to the net. Don't get let him get in the slot very easily. He's got to contain him. I know it's easier said than done, and get get but, bodies and sticks on them. Right. I mean, he don't like that. That's that's how you stop Austin Matthews. Or I shouldn't say stop because he'll still squeak an assist or even a goal. But you know, to shut him down, you have to keep him out of those areas. He scores a lot of goals in that in those areas. All right. So uh, moving on to next week's episode, be episode nine. Uh, we trying to uh line up another special guest um more details not, yeah i'm not, not i don't really have the uh the final details yet but it's looking like if it's not next week it'll be uh coming up soon uh yeah, keep, so follow uh, us on social media and you'll uh you know you can follow all the updates as as we know you'll know uh so yeah um that, that that's a that's a wrap for this episode yeah, let's just, you know, let's thank our, our guest again. Um, Brian, you know, thanks for hopping on and, and sharing your thoughts on the games and perspective with a lot of league issues and thoughts that are going on right now. So appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah. One, last, one, one in, last thing I'd like to say. Uh, the Sabres are going to get Patrick Kane before he retires. Just want to throw that out there. Oh, You heard it. Okay. You heard it here first on the PWP. That's right. That's bold. I, I like that. I I've like been saying that. it for years. It's going to happen. Well, it's yeah, that's that's very possible right now. That's actually extremely possible. Man, I kind of like the thought of that. You heard it here first. I like that. All right, yeah, we heard it from we heard it from Z Ryan. What's your uh, one more plug? What's your your Twitch, Twitch handle? Twitch.tv backslash 
Zorian's Gaming Hideout. Check them out. Follow them. Thanks again, Brian. Appreciate yeah. it. Thanks for having me. Good night, Hockey Town. See you, Smashville. Check up on your list, things you gotta do, and places that you gotta go.